0: Number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. Mm. The truth be told. Hello, people. The truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fault, there's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told.
1: The topic tonight is how did Judas die? Really?
0: Huh?
1: That's the topic?
2: Judas. How, yeah.
0: how did Judas die the topic? Yeah. you say so. Okay.
2: Hey. Is there a problem? With, with the title. I know be, there are, should are should problems in the bed.
1: That's where you should be. Okay, but
2: yeah. anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm ready to do things like 10 minutes, but whatever you're ready to. You're
0: gonna do a 10-minute show? Is that it? Something like that. Oh, there you go.
1: Okay, hey, I was going to cancel this show. You know why? Because me and Randall are having a fight right now. And you know what we're having a fight over? I'm going to tell you what we're having a fight. I'm not having a fight. We are.
2: Maybe you're having a fight. I'm not having a fight.
1: Yeah, it all started like when Randall decided... To read my mind which he does not do well people and he's sick people bareface is sick and he still wants to do this show
2: in more ways than eight i'm sure
1: <laughs> get back on the screen you're the one that wants to do this yes, show
2: and I, oh. i'm going to
1: yeah so all week he's been sick Right? Since, what, Wednesday? You had a fever. You're going to die because you're not feeling good.
2: I never said that. I don't know if you thought that. But
1: well, sounds like it.
2: I didn't expect it to last this long. Mm. I was hoping for a 24-hour thing. Not a... whatever. But 96-hour Thursday, Friday, thing.
1: Saturday. Today's Sunday. This is the fifth day.
2: Well, when since Wednesday afternoon, yeah, so it's like yeah, so four four days. So
1: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. ninety-six hours. It's five days.
2: I'm I'm thinking twenty-four hour period.
1: Why way? I actually fell asleep and took a nap. That's why I look like this. I didn't put any new makeup on except a little bit, but you can't really see it. That's why I look like I'm not doing good, but I'm fine, just so you know, except for wanting to hit bare face. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So.
2: And I'm wearing the hat because of the bed head. Um, I'm wearing the phone so I can monitor the audio, as I usually do, so I know what's going out to make sure that there's sound going out. Um.
1: So what are your symptoms? Let's just talk about how good you feel. Because you shouldn't be doing
2: this. Probably not. Well, then I've... why
1: are you doing it?
2: Because I... <laughs> this is what we're fighting about. Is that I didn't want her to have to do it. She'd do an excellent job. Perfectly capable. She said earlier today all I had to do is point the camera at her and leave. You know, I had to launch the stuff. But but again, that... to me it seems like deserting her. If I point the camera and leave, it's... That's not right. This is a team effort. Just like the past, I I felt I'm feeling better now on Sunday night than I was on Friday night when I did the show for an hour. Right. Sat here. And I was able to do it then, so what's my excuse now? <laughs> exactly. So it's like if I say, "Well, yeah, you go ahead and do it." Like, what a what a wimp ass. Hey. I'm sorry, what, you know, what, what kind of...
1: Did you hear what he just said? I did. <laughs> See, now you're seeing the man I know for real behind the you know, scenes, if, the irritated
2: bare face. If, mm-hmm. if, if, if I if I was able... He
1: said ass, did you hear did. that? <laughs> yeah. This show's going to go down in history.
2: <laughs> you know what sort of a wimpars thing is thought? <laughs> that? If I'm able to... If I'm able to engineer an entire show on Friday night when I'm feeling way worse than I am now...
1: Except irritable.
2: Then, then what's my <laughs> excuse for saying, yes, dear, you go in and do the do the show that I'm responsible I can for do, on I Sunday can night. D-
1: I can do the show. I it's I believe
2: that you can. That doesn't you do, matter. And you do an outstanding job. But
1: I wasn't even going to do it. I thought... This is my plan. We could cancel the show tonight and just do it tomorrow cuz by tomorrow he'll be feeling better, I hope. I, or more better.
2: I hope and and should be praying that I do cuz I've got a lot to do tomorrow. Yeah. I've got people to meet, people to call. Yeah, bills to pay.
1: Yeah, see, so the Harps occasionally have little tiff people. Just mm. so you know, I just want to smack him. I mean, he probably wants to smack me, but not literally. Never. No, for, he loves me too much. No,
2: no no, real man would ever smack a woman for mm. for any reason.
1: And considering I didn't do anything, I got him Hawaiian rolls yesterday.
2: It was awesome. <laughs> and the trouble you went to get them is... is outstanding and impressive
1: impressive i went to food lion
2: but but that's you, all i did but you didn't just walk in and grab it you no. talked to the guy and he said well maybe we're here and they just had the rolls and then it you had to get him from the what the deli section i should be just...
1: given the gold star you
2: should <laughs> if i had one i'd give you i'd give it to you
1: what do you think a wife is for
2: Hmm? Who finds a wife finds a good thing.
1: Yeah, but what do you um, think? I mean, uh, somebody's supposed to find a wife who can take care of you be, when you're being a stubborn pain in the butt. Even though you're cute, you got a cute button, but still.
2: This goes back to my childhood, people. It does. I grew up as a latchkey kid. He did. <laughs> like from the time I was six, I had the front door key around my neck. I came home from school, made myself a fried bologna sandwich um you know uh and my folks were often gone to work you know before i went to school i'm (laughs) I'm not trying to build a soft store i'm just trying to say that i'm used to doing things for myself and when people offer things to do it just feels wrong to me not when, that when people oh, I, offer.
1: I, who else offers anybody <laughs> I'm, any, the, I'm the only person any, pretty much in your life that you let do anything for you
2: anybody i guess
1: i'm i'm the lucky one i'm the one that this, an, i'm the wife
2: any anybody at all it's not that oh i'm you know I'm so prideful, I can do it better. It's no, it's just not right. I should be able to do it myself. Oh, yeah. And for anything, it's there's you know, unless I'm a quadriplegic, you know, facing, you know, going into surgery that morning.
1: Okay, let me ask you something. I should,
2: you know, and, and so
1: my dad is
2: 91. Yeah. Well, he's 91.
1: He's not well, he's 91, right?
2: Say no more. He
1: can walk. He, ha- With he the walker, he changed himself today without he, me even saying anything.
2: That's see there, so that's great. See how he is. Mm-hmm. When people offer. You're just like him. <sighs> it, is because he's? Is it because he's stubborn and they yeah, can't do it as well?
1: He is stubborn as hell. B-
2: but is 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 that his motivation? Yep. That nobody can do it as well as I can.
1: Pretty much. Yep.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: I think so. I think my dad's stubborn as you can get.
2: I don't think that is his, his motivation. Is not to imposition others. They shouldn't have to. If he's capable of doing it himself,
1: that's right. But he's stubborn.
2: Okay, but if he's capable, it it doesn't seem moral to him for somebody else to help with it when he can do it himself. But he's ninety one years old. He really can't do some things himself, or certainly not in an expeditious manner. So,
1: although he did change himself very in a half hour today, well, that's
2: great. So, it's actually
1: under a half hour. Well,
2: that's a record.
1: This is a record because it usually takes him 45 minutes to change this himself. Just so you know, people.
2: Anyway, just as an example, um, however long ago was when I bought the dining room table, you know, our used iron table. Yeah, and our, mm-hmm, I don't know. Anyway, I asked a friend with a pickup truck to move it for me. To... That was a huge, huge monumental deal for me. Truth. What is it? Four Finger Scouts? Truth? I don't know. I, don't, I dropped know, out in the this, Cub Scouts.
1: This is an M in sign language, though.
2: M, three, N. I know. Okay. Anyway. um, Yeah. Anyway, so...
1: I know sign language.
2: Peace. Um. Anyway... So anyway, that was a huge deal. What? Because because what? No one could do it good enough. They're going to scratch it up. No, it's cuz what's from stopping me from renting a, you know, a truck from Home Depot or whatever, you know, or, you know, you know, somehow getting some rack for the car, you know, for my little <laughs> cracker box and moving the stuff. You know, I'm I'm a capable middle-aged man. I can do this myself. But I should be able to do this. But I shouldn't have to imposition anyone else to do it, because that's been my life growing up. I mean, I just, I mean, it's it just never occurred to me to ask for help for stuff. I don't even turn this into a psychotherapy session, but.
1: Yeah, I know a good therapist. It, I know.
2: But, you know, just as you know what happens in your formative years or early years, you know, those are, those are the core of you. Just like a tree with his rings. Mm-hmm. Sure, the tree matures and grows and changes. But what's in those inner rings are always in those inner rings. Right? Yeah. And so, same with a human being. You know, it's easier to build a child than to fix an adult. Why? Because that stuff is the core. Our earliest experiences, you see your dad in dementia... Where to returned. That stuff is that stuff is irre ir, unerasable, irreplaceable, indelible, you know? And so that's my MO at the early early stage life is doing stuff for myself. Not asking for help. Why did
1: you bother to get married then?
2: Because what, I to, love you. To let me
1: torture you for the last twenty seven years by trying no. to help you with stuff?
2: No, it's <laughs> Appreciate. It. I've grown a lot. I've grown a lot. Yeah,
1: it's true. He lets me do stuff. For- he actually asked me to do stuff for him now. Like before, he would never even ask for something. You yeah. know, for example, if he was in the bathroom and ran out of toilet paper, do you think he would ask me to get him a roll? Mm, nope. He would get up, not wipe his butt. He'd go get his own toilet paper. And <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm not completely kidding. <laughs> not completely kidding, no. Just... But, but it is true. <laughs>
2: I mean, I I went through a large portion of my 20s Um, while I had health insurance at my job, paying out-of-pocket for doctor's visits. Why? Because I didn't even know what health insurance was. I didn't know what these papers I signed were. Why didn't I ask? Because it just never occurred to me to ask, what is this? What do I do with this stuff? I thought it was requirements of the job. Oh, they have to insure you, you know, because it's it's on them. You know, just like you get insurance on, you know, property insurance for liability kind of thing. I thought, you know, here's this health insurance. Oh, it's for the employer that, you know, they're protecting themselves, non-disclosure agreement, whatever. And... And they would ask me at the doctor's office, Do you have insurance? I'm like, no, it is whatever. And then it wasn't until you know, it wasn't actually until
1: You started going to therapy?
2: Yes. And someone said, Well, what's your deductible? And does your insurance I'm well I got well I, You mean there's like copays and stuff and I could <laughs> And for, you know, I don't know what my first you know w2 well, full-time employment okay so <laughs> like to from... give
1: you all this a background randall started going to therapy before he married me
2: because
1: yeah. <laughs> i said not you know, her fault no but because i said you know what hey if we're if we're thinking about really getting into a relationship mm-hmm. you should go to therapy because i'm in therapy and we should actually figure this out before we get married so, Randall went to therapy for, what, a year at least. I don't even know if it helped. But... Yeah. But... <laughs> did it help?
2: Well, that answers your question. If you're asking the question, I... you recommended it. In 27 years, you're asking, did it help?
1: <laughs> the question it, is answered. It helped when we both went. I don't know. I don't know. I well, think...
2: then the, the answer is no. If you, if you <laughs> see no difference, then. I don't know. Well, anyway, so
1: Barb says hi. Steven says, praying for healing you, Randall.
2: Thank you. So, praying for
1: healing for you, Randall.
2: Um, so, anyway, <sighs> all that to explain, you know, I was determined to do this because Stacy shouldn't have to. Yes, she could do it brilliantly, no problem, but. There's no reason that I, I did couldn't this show have. without you for a long time, I know I know, but this sunday mm. night is is it's my your responsibility night. It's so, his night people. and so i I have to show up and do it. It's just everything in my life I've approached that way, stuff I wanted to learn. I don't ask people how to do this I just it doesn't occur to me. it's like it's on me to figure this out, and I need to do research and
1: so. What do you think God might be trying to teach you, bareface?
2: Um Lesson one. Keep my mouth shut. Do. <laughs> <Two, laughs>
1: that's not I don't think that's true. I don't think God's trying to tell you to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> not all the
2: time, but I don't. But gentlemen, your wife may say, "I want a sensitive man who's able to express his feelings." Now, you you can talk about your feelings in um in a disconnected sort of way if you if it's your feelings about um you know stock car racing or, or whatever it is. This talk is, the, this, but, is but never, this is never, so never, not true. But right never here, talk about your feelings if, if it touches your marriage relationship in any way zip it
1: okay that's a load of crap if i ever heard it because the implication is that you're implying that i wanted a man who could talk about his sensitive feelings no. which is not even true no by, by not, that. no but, i didn't say so
2: <clears throat> i didn't say you were that way well, but i hear this who a the lot heck
1: are you the- married to you hear it a lot from who
2: just, just the world you know the, the world the, the council of the wicked and the, <laughs> and the way of e- the godly
1: you, you don't even interact with the world I have in the past though uh, oh when like 27 and a half years ago
2: yeah yeah <laughs> but it, it, it pops so... up it pops up in pop culture from
1: <clears throat> you're so full of crap.
2: No, it does. <laughs> you are.
1: <laughs> you're so you, you full of it.
2: <laughs> go out there, watch, watch the, uh, watch the, you know, yeah. dating game or whatever. You know, the
1: dating game. I don't
2: know. Now you're
1: real dating yourself.
2: All right, but you know, whatever, whatever the popular shows are, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the the <laughs> what the uh, Bachelorette or whatever. I'll I'll bet on there. There'll be some talk about the perfect man who's strong yet sensitive and who. That's you know, you. Who's You're able? Strong and sensitive. Okay, you know who's, who's able to talk about his feelings. He and, is. And
1: he's the perfect husband. Anyway, even when he's irritable.
2: Anyway, I shouldn't. It's it's almost eight thirty. Yeah. And Who my, cares? I care.
1: Are you feeling like you want to throw up now? No. I Tell feel us your symptoms. We I'm, want to hear them.
2: It's just this. It's just this. Uh, now it is. Um, it started off with the chills and fever. Yeah. And then that was combined with the nausea. Now it's just the nausea that's left.
1: That's why I, I suggested you getting Canada Dry um, Lemonade I didn't,
2: I didn't. I didn't... I have... asked...
1: I offered to give him one. Did he want to take it? Nope. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. The wife tried to do her job,
2: people. Anyway, imagine yourself being a... You know, sitting... Ed- you know it's sitting at your desk at work you're over at somebody's house in the living room chatting and then just all of a sudden it's like you know i'm not feeling well yeah me neither i should go mm-hmm. it, it's like that it's like it's not take me to the hospital right now you know i'm you know my life is flashing before my eyes it's like you know what just oh my god i feel sick to my stomach my head's kind of floating on my shoulders you know the good news is I'm he... I'm I'm good enough to drive home, but I should leave. Right? I I should get going now. I need to go home. You know, boss. I'm taking the rest of the day off. You know, your whatever. Your host. I'm say I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling well. I'm going to go home now. And so that if you think put yourself in that that kind of feeling, that's how it's been. The weekend anyway. Saturday and Sunday have been like that. It's like you know i just I just don't feel well i should I should go home.
1: you should lay down mm. that's what I think I think you should lay down I should I don't think you should have did this show, but did I know. you listen to me no,
2: no, but mm-hmm.
1: I and I, now this is recorded for everybody to see, and plus you said ass I which did. <laughs> which uh. which which has to be the funniest thing I've ever heard you say.
2: I'm glad that it made you smile. And laugh. <laughs>
1: It made made me smile because I know that part of you, but these people out here, Pastor Bareface, like, don't. And see, so now you're getting to see my husband, the real mm Bareface, the irritable Bareface, behind the scenes.
2: Can we get on with this program?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should thank Ariel Ministries first. Well, I was going to do that. Okay, go ahead.
2: All right. Well... The brief material that I'm about to share with all you all, um, I've I've gleaned from a number of locations. But what got me to gleaning in the first place, the really verifying stuff, where I was first introduced to this material, was on cassette tape, yep, uh, in a series called Life, uh, the Life of Christ uh, from a Messianic Jewish perspective, which was later. Uh, transcribed and expanded into a series of books (coughs) called Yeshua, uh, Life of Messiah from a Messianic Jewish Perspective, and later condensed (laughs) into one volume. Wow, look at that.
1: How you did that?
2: This is the abridged version, Yeshua, Life of Messiah from a Messianic Jewish Perspective. And uh, those and many great materials are available from a wonderful uh, ministry. Um, Let me go with the push transition here. I like that. It's a little more... A more dramatic, uh from a ministry called Ariel Ministries. Ariel Ministries. Ariel means uh Lion of God. Um
1: I thought it meant Lion of Judah.
2: No. Ariel. You know, the the oh. the Ari is the lion, the ale is is God like uh Okay. Um <laughs> anyway. Uh Ariel Ministries. Uh, You see, they're both in stylized Latin letters and also in Hebrew letters, which are actually Aramaic letters, but a Hebrew word. Um, Ariel.org is where you find them online, and great Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective.
1: Okay, so wait a minute. So here on the website, it says Ariel means Lion of God, representing the Messiah Yeshua as the Lion of Judah.
2: Okay, great. Right. It means lion of God, literally.
1: What representing the Messiah Yeshua is the lion of Judah.
2: Right, which is why it's called Ariel Ministries. Gotcha. Okay. Or Ariel Ministries. Um, So, yeah, great biblical material there. And uh, you can go to their store, find it there, ariel.org, click the store. And if you use the coupon code Bible News, Bible News, that will save you 20% on anything you find in the store. I don't care if it's a dollar item or it's a $50 item, you're going to save 20%, which can be huge. And uh, which means significant savings on more expensive items and some items darn near free uh, by the time you take 20% off. So uh, check it out, ariel.org. And like I say, the material that I'll be sharing in just just a minute or two is um, you'll find uh, in the uh, aforementioned book.
1: Can I say something before you start? Yes, you may. Okay. All right. So today is the one year anniversary of Mia getting baptized. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I want to say hi to Mia. She's in the chat room. And um just say that was so cool. Happy spiritual birthday baptism to you. And of course say hi to everybody else too that's in there. Sean and Gina and Angie and I don't know who this other person is. Who is that? Oh, Liz. Liz. Um is that right? Yeah. Okay. And um of course everybody else watching. But yeah, that was cool. That was cool. The The cool thing about Bap- the Mia getting baptized was, I mean, the whole baptism thing was great, but <clears throat> she was willing to do it in the river and where it was freezing cold if we had to. And as God would have it, we went to the rec center. We didn't tell them what we were doing. We got in the nice warm pool, and it was cool. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> okay, so to... Further the show so that Bareface doesn't have to be up all night. Um, I will now just say, you know, hey, if you want to donate to our show, especially after seeing it this this show.
2: <laughs> God <laughs> you, bless you.
1: You can give <laughs> over at BibleNewsRadio.com. Um, or if you want to sign up for Legal Shield or Identity Theft Protection, you can contact me through the website <clears throat> as well. All right. And that's it. So tonight Randall's going to talk about Judas and how he died. I thought the long end, the short answer is he hung himself. Right. There you go. That's it. That end. Okay.
2: But there's some controversy. Oh, uh, there
1: is. Okay.
2: Because of an apparent controversy between Matthew 27 and Acts chapter 1. Gotcha. Anyway.
1: All right, well, let's let's listen to Bearface uh who's who seems to be feeling slightly better even though he's irritable and slightly grumpy. But you still look cute with that hat on. The only time (laughs) he wears a hat, this is a fun fact about Bearface. Not the only time. He wears a hat like under basically two circumstances. One, if his hair is messed up and he wants to go to the store or something and he hasn't taken a shower and his hair is sticking up, he'll put a hat on. Or two, if he's mowing the lawn or something like that, and he wants to keep the sun out of his face or something, mm-hmm. he'll he'll do that.
2: Yep. Doing work as a sun shield and a sweatband. You see... Sometimes I wear both. You see how well a, I know you? Yep. Well, about 30 years, so... Okay. All right, I'll be quiet these, now. you observed the two occasions in which I wear a hat, so...
1: I should get an award. Yeah, you should. Do you know what, when I wear a hat?
2: Just when you feel like it, basically.
1: I usually never wear a hat.
2: Not not often. No. I, I
1: used to wear a visor when I played tennis. Yes. Because because that can go around all my hair. But mm. I actually, if I had a big cowboy hat, I'd wear that a lot because yeah. I like cowboy hats. But I don't have one, so.
2: For a while, it was a fedora that you wanted. A fedora. True, and I they did. We got wear... you a couple, and.
1: Yeah. They. I warm a little bit, but yeah. my hair is so big, it's
2: yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so when you feel like it, basically,
1: <laughs> okay.
2: not a tied to a particular event or occasion, but it's like.
1: But now that I live in Tennessee. I should wear a cowboy hat.
2: More of a western thing, but but I guess you know, it's the horse thing, yeah.
1: Put a one if you think I should wear a cowboy hat. Yeah. Okay, now back to bare face. I'm gonna move the mic.
2: Horsewoman hat, anyway. All right, so I'm gonna make this as quick as I can. Basically, shout out to friend and brother Kelly Blyshack out in California. Uh, we were talking the phone yesterday, and he had to run. He's gonna call me back, but you didn't, bro. Anyway, at least it all didn't come through uh and you left this question hanging that we're going to talk about when you called back was you know why the contradictions in scripture about the death of judas in matthew 27 after the trail of yeshua um so
1: so so far everybody's put a two that i shouldn't wear a hat a cowboy hat just so you all know i look good in a cowboy hat just saying okay
2: all right, <laughs> all right so so in Matthew chapter 27, after the betrayal of Yeshua, um, uh, you know, he returns the 30 pieces of silver, um, p- prophetic, not only the price of a slave, but going back to Zechariah chapter 11, I believe. And anyway, uh, he returns the money, throws it, you know, the, throws it the priests and well, first he tries to take it back and his uh you know, he's uh, I've betrayed innocent blood. He says, What's that to us? Well it's everything to them. They hired the man to go you know, not only betray innocent blood, but um quite possibly be the chief witness in a Roman trial. Um uh to be an accuser to anyway, you can read more about that. I'm not gonna go into that detail. Uh you find that anyway. But Matthew twenty seven you know he, Judas, uh, uh, Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed uh, Yeshua or Yehuda Iscariot, the Ishkariot, the man from Karyot.
1: Just so you know, Gina said there's a debate on whether Judas was saved. You want to address that too? You should. You should address that because I want to know. <clears throat> I have my own opinion, but I'd like to know
2: what you say. Well. Real quick on that, um, what what um, we usually think of repentance, uh, the word most often used in the Greek um, New Testament is metanoia. Uh, meta is a change. You know, we talk about metamorphosis, a change of shape, uh, like a butterfly. You know, caterpillar goes through the butterfly. A meta is change. Metanoia is a is a is to think or a way of thinking metanoia is change in thinking it basically means i thought this way about sin and about christ and i've done a 180 i now think this about sin and think this about messiah so generally we look at the english word repentance when someone repents we see metanoia when we in the old king james where it talks about ju, ju- Judas i'm trying to get Yehuda or you know, because that would have been his name. Yehuda Ish-Keriot. Yehuda the man from Keriot. They didn't have last names then. So, anyway, transliterated into... Was that your like, stomach that I just heard? I don't know, maybe. It sounded like it. Anyway, it loud. Judas, as we know him as. Uh, Judas, in the Old King James, is repented. It doesn't say metanoia. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Um, uh, melam... Um, I can't think of the Greek word right now but the, the verb anyway is is having regret or a deep sorrow. Could that mean he had a change of mind uh, about sin and about messiah maybe? But but when we when we see conversion experiences it's typically metanoia when we're seeing this word repent that's not used of Judas so it's the bible doesn't specifically say that he was saved it doesn't talk about a conversion experience it doesn't talk about the metanoia experience it does talk about a remorseful experience but in the same way i think also just coming to mind is um is uh esau esau and Yaakov, esau and jacob you know when esau sold his birthright, you know, gave it up for a bowl of stew, basically. It didn't mean anything to him. And then when he went to get the blessing uh, from his father, Isaac, and then, and then you know, it had already been given to his brother, you know, it said that he was basically remorseful. And the similar thing in the Hebrew there, it doesn't say that uh, that he changed his mind and since valued his ver- birthright in and, and things of God. If you see the things in his his life afterwards they don't they don't show a turn to god or to godly things or gods okay so um, it was merely a a regret what he'd done that he missed out on the birthright
1: so gina said i think he was he went to the church gave back money and tried to do everything he knew to do shows repentance to me
2: that that could be
1: i don't know but i kind of did he
2: feel forgiven he went out and hanged himself
1: yeah that's the only bummer part but then we got Christians today who kill themselves so. true so you know Jared and that, Wilson, that's, that's hard for me know.
2: to fathom I don't I mean I've I've felt really down on myself and where I've wanted to inflict self-harm I mean I've hit myself before as a believer but taking my own life that seems like such an affront to all that messiah has done you know right who 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 lived the life that i could not live and died the death that i deserve and then for me to go take my own life where he laid down his life willfully for mine and i take mine just for myself because it's too tough for me and i can't take it i don't know i have that's that's hard for me to fathom i don't i mean i'm hearing myself just (laughs) Go take somehow life, or he i don't down know why that life. i do but Hopefully i can't turn mine. it down
1: wait right, hold on let me mine. shut this off wait hold on okay time. thank you that's facebook
2: so, okay so yeah i'm i'm <clears> not gonna put myself in a place of judgment you know judging someone's eternity i'm just saying for myself i can't i can't put my head in that space is 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 discouraged and depressed and even thoughts of self-harm have come to my mind as a believer taking my own life
1: right gina said christ wasn't crucified yet
2: true 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 i don't know that's a good question that's
1: a good question gina
2: it is a great question
1: i tend to i tend i don't know but i i tend to think that he hung himself because he felt so bad about oh, what yeah. he did. Exactly. And, um, yeah. So, and God is faithful, so you never know. So. I guess we'll all find out if we make it.
2: In our 40-minute quick show here. Um. <laughs> so, um.
1: I don't know if Randall's going to make it after what he said earlier.
2: <laughs> um. um uh, right. Um. Anyway, um, all right, get my thoughts together. I'll be quiet. My fuzzy head. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I don't know, good question. That's silent. But there seems to be this disagreement and, oh, it's apparent contradiction in the Bible. Matthew 27, we read that he went out and (laughs) hanged himself. And then come to Acts chapter 1, when Peter is talking about replacing the lost apostle Hanged himself. Um, uh, basically, says that you know he 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 fell headlong, and his entrails burst out, his guts burst out, and it's like well, those seems like contradictory. If you know a death by hanging is not falling headlong and your uh, guts bursting out that. If you're hanging by your neck, you're not going to fall headlong. You're not going to fall headfirst. And certainly, wherever you're hanging from, unless you found the the highest tree on the edge of a cliff, if that rope snaps, it's not going to burst your body open. I mean, we've seen people fall some, from pretty good heights right. and get broken bones and boozed up, but but skin is pretty... is pretty resilient, stretches a lot, doesn't typically burst open. That'll happen from a great height as, unfortunately, uh, some, you know, emergency workers and stuff will tell you and people there at the Twin Towers and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into that, but a, a great height will do that because of the sudden deceleration. It's not so much falling from great height and hitting a hard surface. It's not because the surface is hard, per se. It's because it's a hard stop. If you're falling at a great speed, going whatever, 50, 60, 70, 80 miles per hour, and you go from 70 to zero in in a fraction of a second, the sheer G-force just, yeah. It's. It's
1: not a pretty picture. It's
2: not... I mean, you've—I if you ever been in a fast accelerating something, or you've been in a plane or something, like you have experience where you, or in a ride, you know, like you know, fast accelerating ride where you feel, or the things that spin around, you know, the flying saucer rides—the one that where you, geez you, you feel the pressure, pressure up, you know, things I, that spin. I...
1: I was in a car with a friend who went 118 miles an hour and then and then took a turn really fast. And, and you we felt stopped,
2: yourself. We, yeah, exactly. we stopped
1: abruptly <laughs> just a little over a year you ago. You
2: slammed one, because you're going one direction and then you're suddenly facing another, but your inertia is still in the other direction. And yeah. so there's the gross physics. That's what happens in a, in a great fall. You're going at a high rate of speed in one direction and then suddenly stop your movement inertia your your movement is stopped your vertical movement is stopped but the inertia is still there and everything else is still traveling and just wants to keep moving and so it does
1: so that's what happened with judas
2: all right so you got to wonder well that doesn't make sense he hung himself and he fell headlong and so two different two different causes of death i mean did he fall from a great height and splatter or did he hang from himself they can't both be true well one talks one specifically talks about his death. he went and he hanged himself and and in English or in Greek hanged is is a word that means to the death hmm. you know when you know when that was a death sentence, you shall be hung by the neck until what what was the sentence death until dead hung by the neck until dead. And in the past tense of that, someone was hung by the neck until dead. They were hanged. You know, it was the cause of death? Hanging. He was hanged. So both in English and Greek, it says he went out and hanged himself. It's not like just for a while until his his neck got sore. No, it's it's the cause of death. It It was fatal what he did. He fell headlong in his entrails burst out well that it, doesn't that doesn't signify that that was a cause of death okay
1: but isn't it possible he was high he put a rope around his neck and then he dove down and then why would he
2: dove, why would so he so that down? when he
1: jumped down he was hanging and then his guts fell out
2: no i just i didn't say how it happened What if he
1: smashed into another branch of the tree and it impaled him and then his guts fell out as he was swinging?
2: But how would he fall headlong? Well,
1: because he dove down and then was like that. But but then
2: stopped by a rope. He would have been with his head up
1: Hmm.
2: swinging like a pendulum impaled. If that rope breaks, he's not going to fall headlong. Anyway. Huh. But they're not contradictory. Whatever, I, I have the, no the idea. important part is. But you
1: do; you're the teacher, baby.
2: The important part is. Um. And okay, so I'm going to actually look at the scriptures now, and it, this may seem like ritualistic, but this is what I do.
1: He's going to pray. Watch out! Uh,
2: I am. Speak <laughs> been warned.
1: Wait, hold on! Cause... Before you pray, Gina said, "Why were you going that fast, Stacy?" Well, because me, it was, it was. You know, it's just an idea, and it happened, and it was fun, and so there you go. The end of the story. Bye.
2: All right. So, (laughs) anyway, let's actually look at the the words of Scripture. So, before we look at the Holy Word, let's ask the Holy One to give His blessing. Okay. Okay. Father God, thank you for your mercy grace and your great wisdom. Your your ways are higher than our ways. Uh your thoughts above our heart our thoughts and certainly above our hearts which are desperately wicked and deceitful above all. You are above all awesome and your word has been preserved throughout the ages. Your word is holy and true and right. As we look into your word, we pray, Lord, that we would come to the, with it the reverence that it deserves, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear the things that you have prepared for those who love you. Lord, use this time for our good, your glory. We ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. I really believe, I've, yeah, I think every time the word is open, and a Torah scroll is opened, whatever, that would be that acknowledgement of, of the author. His blessing anyway <clears throat> so the important important clues come into understanding again a life of Messiah from a Messianic Jewish perspective we, if we look at the Old or the New Testament in isolation we don't have ideas we need to look at the Old Testament and get an understanding of things uh, back in the the priestly law and in geography things like that um, if you look in Acts chapter 1, we'll find that the that because this was blood money, the priest couldn't put it in the temple treasury, but it's that seems so hypocritical to me because blood money, they hired the man to betray the Messiah, and yet, oh, we can't put it in the treasury. We can be filthy, backstabbing scoundrels all day long, but we can't put this money back in the temple treasury. So this is what do they do they bought a field the Potter's field. And what is a Potter's field? The Potter's field is um a, a place of pottery discards. It's not it's not fit for growing anything because of all the of the pottery in it and that goes back a long time. Well, look at this. And and and, and it says and it says uh that in Acts 1, that you know, basically the, this man, Judas, you know, purchased a field. Well, he didn't purchase it. The the, the chief priest purchased it, but in his name, it was his money, um, because it didn't belong to the temple, but probably bought it in his name. And tradition has, ultimately, that the corpse of Judas was buried there. Um. And well, why there, and why did they buy that? Let's take a look. We're going to look at uh, Jeremiah chapter seven. Hang with me. Um, <clears throat> uh, no, actually Jeremiah chapter nineteen. <laughs> Jeremiah <laughs> chapter. Trying to
1: be funny by saying "hang with me," huh? Uh,
2: no, no pun intended. But it's, it came out that way. Anyway, um, first of all, you know what? Before we go there, um, going to take that off. Going to take off the. Okay, the um, that really doesn't fit on there. Can I make it a little smaller? Um, I was looking for a good map. Um, that had Acheldama, the Field of Blood, the Potter's Field. It was the Potter's Field, but it came became known as Acheldama, which is in Aramaic, the Field of Blood. That that portion of ground that was purchased by the chief priest in the name of Judas, uh, is is down here. You see, I don't know if you can I don't have the can I put the pointer on. Um Yeah. Sorry this is taking so long. Um, well, forget it. If you just <laughs> if you just look down at the bottom of this map there, uh, along coming rolling bottom you see Gehenna or the Valley of Hinnom uh, in the middle of the Serpent's Pool. Somewhere around uh, between the Serpent's Pool and the word "or" around there is is Akeldama, the, the field of blood, or formerly known as the potter's field. And you see there that it's outside the wall of the old city, and you see there it's on the on Mount Zion, the, the highest part of the mount there, the upper part of the city. It's the upper city. It's where the Palestine priest is, Herod's palace there. It's it's there on, you know, it's, it's there at the top. Now, what time was it? What time of year did Judas hang himself? It was during the Passover, right? Okay, and it was on the eve that that uh, the eve of Passover, which which the Seder is done, you know, because you know, the evening, the day, the first day going back to Genesis the the holy days always begin in the evening and, okay, so the Seder takes place on the evening and the following day is in the daylight is the is the um, is this additional high priest um, sacrifice that they're going to do, the high priest does However, going back into Levitical law about we're gonna gonna take the time to look at it, but dead bodies defiling, and so if there's a corpse in the city, then the place would be defiled and they couldn't do it. So they had to get take the corpse out of the city. So uh, rather than bury it somewhere, take well then the you know then those people would have been unclean, you know, to you know, hand the bottle for burial, whatever. So this corpse of a hanged man. What do they do? They toss it over the wall outside the city. So now the city's no longer defiled. Just chuck it over the wall. The city's clean. We get rid of the corpse. Well, where do they chuck it into? Into the valley of Hinnom, the highest part of the city. You throw a corpse over this wall and it falls down there. What's going to happen? Probably going to go over headlong and the entrails are going to burst out, falling not only from the highest part of the city, but into this valley, this deep valley of Hinnom. <clears throat> now, now the scriptures. Hang tight. Jeremiah 19. Thus says the Lord. Oh, let me put the scripture reference up there. Well, it's on the top of the page. It doesn't need to be. Anyway. Thus says the Lord, go and get a potter's earthen flask and take some of the elders of the people and some of the elders of the priests. Go out to where? The Valley of the Son of Hinnom. Valley of Hinnom. Uh, in the Hebrew, it'd be Ge Ben Hinnom. The Valley of the Son of Hinnom. Or, in short, the Valley of Hinnom, uh Which, by the way, when it gets translated into Greek, becomes Gehenna. Gehenna. Um, which is a place of burning bodies, and we'll see why in a moment. He says, "Which is by the entry?" So it's outside the city; it's not inside the city. It's by the entry of, or the entry of the what? The potsherd gate. What is a potsherd? It's it's a broken piece of pottery, right? So for a long time, going back to Jeremiah before the Babylonian conquest, this was a in this valley. This was a place of discarded pottery and proclaim the words that I will tell you, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, O King of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring such a catastrophe on this place, that whoever hears it, uh, his ears will tingle. Because they have forsaken me, and have made this an alien place, because they have burned incense to it, and other gods, whom neither they, uh, their fathers nor the kings of Judah have known, and have filled this place with the blood of innocents, and they have also built the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command, nor did I come, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore, says, this place shall no be longer be called Tophet or the valley of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. Um, and long story short. Uh, fast forward to AD seventy, when the Roman armies under General Titus um, leveled the city, and an estimated one point one million Jews died in in the in the siege and destruction of Jerusalem in AD seventy. That that uh, a writer. Um, um can 't think of his name anyway um Doran talks about uh, that the corpses they buried where they're in the valley of aome and until and there was no place to bury bodies anymore and in fact, if we look at jeremiah uh chapter seven um what is the um uh what is the lord saying? Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 32. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when it will no longer be called Tophet, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they will bury in Tophet until there is no room. The corpse of this people will be food for the birds of the heaven and the beasts of the earth, and no one will frighten them away. Anyway, uh, so the Lord says because of what happened here before, the idol worship and the actual human sacrifice that happened in this valley, from this point on, it's going to be, forget the Valley of Hinoam, it's going to be the Valley of Sla- Slaughter. And and it was at the conquest, the time of um, Babylon, and then you move forward to the time of Messiah, the time of uh, that Passover in the first century, and Judas being tossed over the wall into the Valley of Hinoam. Uh, where he was eventually buried himself, uh, you know the when they ran out of room. Let's see um, uh, the um, Babylonian conquest. Help me out, Stace. Um, um five eighty six BC or something like that, or
1: you're asking me for help. Yeah, I am. What was the question?
2: Um, the time of the Babylonian conquest when when uh, Jerusalem was besieged and by the Roman... No, 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 not by Babylonian armies. And the time of Jeremiah.
1: I know I'm a Bible scholar. Yeah, I am. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
2: but then... But, right
1: here, the answer's here. Okay. I shall look it up for you.
2: Anyway, there was...
1: I don't know. There was some destruction then. Head.
2: Okay, there was some destruction then, but still a d seventy had not taken place the conquest of the Roman army when there was no more room to bury it was still a place for burial, but a place of strangers you know it was still it was it was a valley of slaughter and would become at some future date like what is meant to say is like like six hundred years later or something yeah. like that so from the at- time of pronouncement and okay well Vermont? it
1: says here um after Nebuchadnezzar was defeated in the battle in 601 BCE by Egypt, Judah revolted against Babylon, culminating in a three-month siege of Jerusalem beginning in late 598
2: CE. Yeah. Okay. So, BCE. So 586 is the year that comes to mind. Thanks. Yeah. Five, so 586? This yeah. is
1: 598.
2: Well, That's the, the, this the thing started. Gotcha. See, by the time they... Uh, and you see, you read through Jeremiah and all that, there's all this, the king is trying to make peace and, you know, consolation with uh, Babylon and all that, and Jeremiah says, it's not going to happen, you're turning to kings and you're turning to Egypt, you should be turning to the Lord, he's done with you, this city's being captured, it's, it's going down, and they wouldn't listen to him, and anyway, Jeremiah, powerful book, so, but. It
1: is, it's a great book, you should read it.
2: Okay, but. So 586 BC to 5, that's when the Lord said they'll bury in Tophet till there's no more room to bury. That didn't occur till AD 70. So that's about 600 years later, 600 some years later, till they ran out of room to bury. But from the time of the return, the return from Babylon to whatever, this was a burial place, uh, never used for anything but burial. And a place for strangers, and it says that in the New Testament, they even though Judah wasn't a wasn't a stranger, that's where he's buried because that's where they tossed him over the wall, and that's where he, his court split apart. And that's a good place to bury someone where, and it you was know, prophesied period. too. Um, and so you think? Well, what are you thinking? Hmm? What are you thinking? Was i was just thinking
1: the whole thing about. Judah was being prof- Judas be, was prophesied. Yeah.
2: Yeah, about one will lift up his heel against me. And yeah, you can go back to a lot of things concerning the betrayal of Messiah and Zechariah. Check it out. Too numerous to get into now.
1: And it's 9.01.
2: Yeah, okay. So, so much
1: for your 10-minute Bible study.
2: Well, we didn't start until 40 minutes after the hour. Anyway, so... Contra- is that? Both of ours. <laughs> you responding to comments, and anyway, yeah, I don't feel good. I don't feel well. Anyway, so the um,
1: which is why you should be quiet right. and wrap exactly. this up. Okay. That's
2: what I'm trying to do. Okay. So. Okay. So no contradictions. He died by hanging. His body was tossed over the wall, and the become being called at that time field of blood because of. Apparently the blood money, which Judas was paid to betray Messiah, that was that was just the beginning because the Lord had said way back at the time of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is going to be called the Valley of Slaughter, and that they would bury here. You know, they they were burying there now. They weren't burying there. They started to bury. Um, and up until the time Messiah, they were burying there, or, or or began to bury there. It was a potter's field they purchased, and it. And then we learned from there that they decided to bury there, since probably Judas was the first body to be interred there in that potter's field near the Potsherd Gate. So it had long since been a potter's field um, for centuries. Um anyway that that it eventually you know some 30 40 years later um less less than 40 years later uh became not just the the field of blood but the valley of slaughter um and it was all goes back to because that's that's what his people did they slayed innocents there um and and in pagan you know satanic really worship and it's like you know okay that's it that's defiled and and from now on um like i said it's is be isn't going to be called the valley of No. basically you've defiled it it's going to be called the valley of slaughter and it was it was defiled when they threw a corpse over the wall Bury there, and they continued to bury strangers who couldn't put them you know, outside the city. Uh, buried people there, and eventually um, probably something to the tune of a million Jews who died in the Roman conquest of Jerusalem were buried there, and they ran out of room to bury. So, anyway. So, um, yeah. Just all the layers of Scripture and prophecy, and, and when you... Again, look back to the Old Testament look look at things and we know what the potter's field is and how long it about a potter's field and the things um, and the curse put on that land the valley of Hinnom and it's clear that what we read in Acts chapter one about falling headlong and his entrails bursting out isn't a contradiction but a continuation of the curse of that piece of ground and where it became the field of blood, because it was already cursed, um, cursed from the pagan worship, but pronounced by God to one day be the valley of slaughter. Anyway, when we tie that all then it then it makes sense. There are no contradictions. But the whole Potter's field, just all that stuff being tied together through again the Old Testament to interpret interpret the New Testament.
1: Well, you saw that, didn't you? <laughs> I, I'm trying to get bareface to wrap it up, people <laughs> That's funny. Hello, well <clears throat> did you wanna did you want any final comments? Nope <laughs> <sighs> Well, this will be an episode that you will definitely wanna watch over and over again, so. Feel free to share it with all your friends. Yep. And, uh, Gina said, thanks, Randall. I didn't know that about the potter's field. Yeah, it's something that that a lot of people don't talk about. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's my fault. What's my fault? I must have missed something. Well, anyway. Anyway, of course, your prayers are always welcome. We need them, clearly. It's obvious. Um, And really, I'm serious, like, yeah, keep us in prayer, because I don't, you know, Randall hasn't been to the doctor, and, you know, I'm hoping that whatever's bugging his tummy clears up. That'd be good. So, with that said, I hope you enjoyed the study. Hope you have a good night. It's my fault Randall got started late. Oh. I tried to cancel the show. Just saying. I did. It was my idea to cancel it, but no... Anyway, so now it's over. Yep. Hope you guys have a good evening. Remember to be bold, people. Mm-hmm. Stand up and go with God. Because <laughs> He loves you. Yeah, He does. And hopefully, we'll be back Friday. And hopefully, on-